0: Today, Cole Massey is going to be joining us to talk about transition, change, and uncertainty, all of which are things that I think are particularly relevant considering the fact that there's so much change and uncertainty happening in all of our lives every day. So let's dive in and figure out how we can approach these things in a way that's going to honor God and help us on our own journeys with the Lord. Cole, thank you so much for being here with us today. I know that you are super busy with work and your music career and everything else that's going on in your life, but I'm just really grateful that you made time to talk with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, Could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you before we jump in today's topic of transition change and uncertainty?
1: Sure thing, yeah. um, My name is Cole Massey. Um, I am 22 years old. I just recently graduated from Virginia Tech, go Hokies, um, with a degree in marketing management. Um, And now I have a full-time job working for a company called Cole Morgan in Radford, Virginia. Um, And on the side, I uh, play music and lead worship at my church and other things like that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah
0: and you're really good at leading worship and I'm really glad that our church got to have you last summer to help lead worship and lead in the student ministry.
1: I appreciate that,
0: That's a good time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic of transition, change, and uncertainty. What transitions and changes have you been going through recently that make this like a particularly relevant topic to your life right now?
1: Well, um, I, as I just said, I just graduated college in May, um, so I guess, um, almost six months ago, um, which was pretty crazy. And it's especially crazy because of the current world we are living in, um, just with everything going on with the global pandemic and, uh, yeah. So transitioning out of, um, being a kid to an adult is interesting and has challenges. And, um, especially once you get a job. Um, you know I'm now locked up 8 to 5 every day working um, but it's great I love it Um, and it's definitely necessary especially starting out a career but um, yeah it's interesting going from the change of being in high school or college where you're kind of the uh, you're kind of the leader of your schedule and, and then all of a sudden you have to report to someone else's schedule so um it's definitely definitely interesting um but it's good
0: yeah how have you seen like a need to draw close to the lord during this kind of season in your life
1: um well i think you know set the pandemic aside um and just stepping into being an adult um you have to really um trust you have to trust the lord Um, you have to trust that he is the God who provides, um, and that is a lot easier said than done. And I think when you're in college or high school and you're living off your parents' money and, um, everything is put right in front of you and, um, life is pretty easy. It's easy to say that God provides. But then when you graduate and you're in the middle of a pandemic and not a lot of companies are hiring and you're thinking, oh, shoot, I got to figure something out, something out for myself because I'm I'm an adult. I got to figure it out. And when not a lot is going on, your back's against the wall. And and that's when you say, is God really the God who provides? Do I really trust him? Um, And so I think. I had no choice but to but to lean into the Lord, because when everything else around you that you put hope in falls apart, uh, you know, you don't really have any other places to go.
0: Yeah, that's really true. And I think one of the really nice things about the Lord is, like, even when everything else around us is changing, like, Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, like, mm-hmm. God's not going to change at all, no matter what's going on in our lives, and his character stays the same.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: What do you think makes change and transition and uncertainty and all these things so hard for people to deal with?
1: Well, um, we're humans and we like comfort. Um, We like to be comfortable. And so when we have to do something that is not comfortable, um, it freaks us out. And uh, it doesn't matter how spontaneous of a person you are. the second you have to step out and do something uncomfortable, uh, it throws you for a loop. And so I think because of that, people, people don't like change because change means doing something you're not familiar with, and it means doing something that might be out of your comfort zone. And so um, it's really easy to get comfortable living the college lifestyle, um, easy to live comfortably in the high school lifestyle it's even easy to get comfortable when you have a job when you have that security and you're making money and you're like okay this is this is it it's easy to think this is the rest of my life and even that's not what god wants god wants us to be uncomfortable and always ready to to listen to him and and go where he tells us to go Um, but not a lot of people like that idea
0: yeah i think that's so true and i think that when we do make the decision to step outside of our comfort zone, it gives God this whole new way that he can work in our lives and reveal himself to us.
1: Yeah. Yep, for sure.
0: How do you think people can take, like, practical steps to, like, deal with stepping outside of their comfort zone and entering into whatever God has for them in the next season of their life?
1: It's a good question. Um, I think the first thing I would say is you you got to— you got to first build your foundation with Jesus. Um, I've been walking with the Lord since uh, I was five years old. Um, and, you know, there are still there are still pieces of my foundation that I'm building. And so how can you trust God if you have no foundation with Him, if you have no history with Him, if you have no reason to trust Him? Um, and so it takes going through experiences that cause you to have to trust him and building a history. Um, and so it starts with getting into the word, reading reading stories and testimonies of ways that, that God provided, that God took care of his people. You know, the Israelites, they followed a, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and he provided provided manna and quail, and their shoes never wore out and they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Um, and, and I think the earlier you can start stepping into that time of starting to trust him and saying, God, you, you're the guy who provides you, you provide for the birds. So if you provide for the birds, then you provide for me. And so, um, yeah, it just, but how, how can you know that if you're not diving into scripture? Um, and so that, that is crucial. Um, and that's something that I wish I started doing a lot earlier. I, I didn't really start reading the Bible until probably my sophomore and junior year of college. I kind of just flew off the seat of my pants and went with what I knew because I grew up in the church. And so I felt like I was the kid with all the answers. And had I really started diving in and digging in for myself, uh, I might have been better off. Uh, but obviously can't change that. But my encouragement to anyone would be, Dive into scripture. You gotta find you gotta see in scripture where God provides in situations where it seems like it's impossible. Um, and then and then look at your own life and see how God has provided.
0: Yeah, and God's really good at providing when we need things. And I think a lot of times we'll think that we need something we actually don't, and we'll kind of maybe feel like, Oh, God isn't providing in this way, but in reality He's providing in a much greater way that like we couldn't even imagine. Sure, yeah. I really liked what you were saying about how it's really helpful to hear the stories and the testimonies of other people as they've gone through things and had to like see their experience with the Lord. So could you share with us kind of your experience as you've transitioned and maybe some things that have been stressful and like how you've dealt with that and what you've learned from that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I guess around, uh, around this time last year, I was going into my senior year of college or just started my senior year and I started thinking about what my plans were going to be for the, for the following year. Um, and I had a couple of things on the table. Um, option one at the time was to, uh, my, my girlfriend, Emily, was going to graduate a whole year early and we were going to get married and we were going to move to California and go to the Bethel School of Ministry um, in Reading. Um, which was a pretty wild idea. So That was option one option two was, um, actually coming back up to DC, um, to live there. And option three was staying in Roanoke. Um, and one of the things I always said I never wanted to do was stay in Roanoke. Uh, yet here I am. Um, but it was just funny being, you know, a senior in college and thinking I had it all figured out. Um, and, um, but I, I ended up, it ended up being really stressful for Emily to think about graduating early, and so we we kind of scratched that idea. And she said, "I'm gonna stay for a fourth year," and and so I was kind of faced with the decision of, do I move somewhere and do long distance, or do I stay around the area? Um, and I really felt like God told me to stay around the area, and so I said, "Okay." Then God, if you're if you want me to stay around the area, I need you to to provide. I need you to to take care of me, and I felt like he said he was going to do that. And so, fast forward to um, February, and um, I was starting to get stressed because I didn't have a job yet. And I was like, "Lord, you're telling me to stay around the area, but where's where's the job? Where what am I what am I going to do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to take care of myself?" Um, and in that, um, Emily actually sent me an Instagram post for a job fair for local companies at Virginia Tech, and I went and met with um, my now employer, Cole Morgan, um, and it was interesting because um, they interviewed me the week before our spring break in March. They did a phone interview with me. They said it went well, and they wanted to invite me back for, a, for an in-person interview, and then I went to New York City for spring break, which at the time did not know that was a horrible idea. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I got back from spring break and didn't hear anything uh, because the whole world had shut down and every employer in the, com- in the country stopped hiring. So everything went on hiring freeze. And that was kind of my that and another job, which had also done the same thing, were my, kind of my only hope at that point. So here I am in March thinking, how long is this going to last? And so much, so much uncertainty was surrounding it. And I just had no idea what, what the Lord was going to do. And the whole time I just kept saying, God, I I trust that you're going to provide. But at the same time, I'm having a hard time trusting. Um, And so I graduated with no job and, um, you know, with having, with having big, big plans for this next year and this next part of my life, um, with, with Emily and with other things, I I was like, God, I I gotta, I gotta have something and I don't have anything right now. And so I started studying to be a realtor, um, because I was like, I gotta do something. And in the middle of that, I kind of had a mental breakdown one night of just having a realization of this is going to be really tough and um and it was July 4th weekend and my mom just told me you need to reach out to, to Cole Morgan one more time and see if they'll make an exception or something so I emailed them on July 4th and that Monday they actually reposted the job that I had applied for which was a total answer to prayer um and I ended up getting hired a week later um so it was a really cool moment, um, and it, it was just totally, like, God saying to me, like, hey, you, you don't need to freak out. Like, why are you freaking out? I've got you. Even if it's at the last minute, I got you. And so, you know, I think it's really easy to read those examples in Scripture. It's really easy to hear other people's examples and say, okay, yeah, God's going to provide for me. But, but then in, the, in your time of need, in your time of being like, where, where are you, God? You know, it's harder to believe that, Um, but if you just keep leaning in, you know, obviously my story is not going to be the same as everybody's, but that's where God steps in. He says, I've got you. I'm taking care of you. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool testimony from just what happened this year.
0: Yeah, that's really amazing the way that God provided for you in that way, and even when you felt like there wasn't going to be anything, God will provide provision for his purpose for you. And, like, if he calls you somewhere, he's going to provide for that. So I really love that. Um, What is just, like, a golden nugget of advice that you have for anybody going through a season of change?
1: Um, You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're like, I really trust you today, God. And then you're going to have other days where you're like, God, where are you? And I don't know who you are and I'm mad at you. Um, and through this season, I've just been thinking about, um, David and how David was called a man after God's own heart. And if you read the Psalms, you know, it's so up and down, like one, one Psalm, he's, he's cursing God and he's saying, where are you God? And then he finishes the Psalm by saying, God, I love you. And you're so good to me and you've never left me. And it's just that constant back and forth. And that's what, that's what being after after God's heart is is being completely raw with Him and just casting all your fears, anxieties, struggles, doubts on on the Lord, and and saying, God, even when I don't, I trust You. Even when I'm confused, I trust You. Um, yeah, it's that song, Waymaker. When even when I don't see it, You're working. Even when I don't feel it, You're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Um. Because he, he makes a way where there is no way. Um, so, yeah. Trust. Trust in the Lord.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with us about that. All right. I'm now going to ask you the same three questions that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Okay. So, the first one is, What has been the most impactful verse for you on your journey with the Lord, and why?
1: Ooh. Um, Hebrews, Hebrews 10. And so because of that I can live free of shame and free of guilt and when things are falling apart I can know that God that God loves me because Jesus died once and for all. He died once and for all. He took it he took it from me because he loved me so much. Um he took any any sin, any shame, any guilt. To the point where we, we, an apology doesn't even do it justice because he already, he was the ultimate apology. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Um, I love that.
0: He was the ultimate apology. That's, that's a good word right there. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Okay. What book should I read next?
1: Oh man. Um, I just read a book recently called Flesh by Hugh Halter um it's a really good book it's all about um it's all about being the the flesh of christ being the incarnation of christ right now here on earth um and what what does it look like to live as close to jesus as we possibly could Um, so i think that's a that's a great book
0: that is a great book i'm gonna put that one on my list all right and then lastly what is something that everyone should know but might not know
1: Gosh. Um uh I think that you should know that you don't know what you don't know.
0: You don't know what you don't know. All
1: right. And and life life is crazy and the second you think you have it figured out, another curveball gets thrown at you. And so one of my mantras this this year has just been just been to be a sponge. Anywhere I go, just be a sponge. Soak <laughs> it all up. Learn as much as you can from anybody you possibly can, and and you are never too good to learn from somebody. So, yeah.
0: That's some good advice. I really like that. All right, well, Colt, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and sharing with us your perspective. You have a lot of good things to share, so thank you.
1: Thanks, Grace Warren.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the On the Journey podcast to talk about transition, change, and uncertainty. I'm so glad that you got to hear from Cole Massey. He had so many good things to share with us. Uh, make sure you guys follow at On the Journey podcast on Instagram and hit the subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all the podcast episodes that are coming out. Tune in next week to hear about faith over fear and not letting fear get the best of you. Peace out friends and remember to enjoy your journey.